I got a joke for you. What's up? What's smaller than my patience for Charlotte Flair? My penis? I was going to say your bladder, actually. <laughs> oh! Your bladder is the size of a literal peanut. It's like, true. Actually, no, I've seen peanuts bigger than your bladder, probably. It's true. Like, every, like, like for the past couple of times we've had to record, I have to remind them, like a little kid, like like the mom running their child before we leave the house, go use the restroom. It's, I, I mean, it's it's very very true. It, it's the worst when I go to movies, because like, I'll be if, especially if it's like a almost two and a half hour long movie, I'm just sitting there like. If you go see a 90-minute, like, like, fucking, like, DreamWorks movie, I'm sure you need, like, three intermissions. I do. I really do. I really, really do. God, I can't imagine what Gone with the Wind would have done for you. God, no. The Godfa- I don't know. Uh, the Godfather would probably be the worst. Have you seen Gone with the Wind? Not in forever. I saw it in a movie theater once, and they actually had an intermission. It was interesting. And they just pulled it off of HBO, so... Uh, for now, but it, it seems like they're do, they're not doing what they're gonna do with some shit where they're gonna like edit it. They're just gonna add like, you ever, did you ever watch movies on TCM? Yeah, where that's the disclaimer. Of, yeah, they have know. a disclaimer where they have somebody talk about, about like the history or like the just shit that was relevant then. Because yeah. like, I never realized how like obviously they live on a fucking plantation and everything like that. But I never really thought that movie too too racist, other than the fact that. Okay, Civil War. Okay, Plantation. It was mostly just about kind of like rich people. They do that. The, they have that. The, so if you ever go to Six Flags, they have uh, you know, a lot of Looney Tune cartoons playing throughout mm-hmm. the park. Yeah. And uh, they have a disclaimer in front of you know the Looney Tune cartoons for the ones that are kind of. <laughs> oh yeah, on their uh, on their on their streaming service. Yeah, they're like this thing was made out of. At a certain time where these jokes are acceptable, it's kind of like what the WWE Network does for Benoit matches or anything that includes Benoit. Yeah. Now, if only it's they like, could do that for anything that involves Hogan. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's one apology that will never necessarily be forgiven. I'm surprised how quickly they wanted to forget that, but everything else is just like, no, we didn't do anything wrong. Anyways, yeah. welcome to the Natural Disasters Wrestling Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm done. Uh, 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 to say things have gotten better is a is a lie because shit hasn't. Um, there are a lot of stuff coming out still regarding the whole speaking out hashtag on Twitter. Um, but yeah. there have been more movements from, or I'm sorry, rather more um, positive terms. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just wrestling companies doing shit about it to show that they're actually. They actually Giving care about the allegations, yeah. Uh, you want to start us off with some of them? Um, okay, Whew. where do we start? So I guess let's start with uh, I guess let's start with the most obvious is uh, Joey Ryan. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, no, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and talk about Impact. Well, we'll talk about his statement first. Okay. So, on, I want to say it was June 21st, yeah. Joey Ryan released a statement before deleting all of his social media. Before deleting all of his social media and deleting everything pretty much across the board. Um, 
and his statement goes as followed. I have been watching along with all of you as the Speak Up, the Speak Up movement has spread across the internet. I'm aware my name has been mentioned in part of the discussions. I have been contemplating on how to respond to everything that has unfolded over the last three days. This is an important topic and it truly deserves it, the time it's getting, even it's, if it's uncomfortable. After speaking with my attorney, I have been advised not to respond to any specific allegations at this time. And the truth of the matter is, I don't want to spend time discussing which parts of the stories are true, which parts of the stories are different from what I remember, and which things are being said are outright false. Hold on, my uh, browser just froze up on me, bastard. Um, let me go back to where I was. Chrome like just completely took a nose dive on me and I had to reopen it, so we're professionals. Oh totally, yeah. Um, it is important to me to note to use this platform to take responsibility and not attempt to minimize the feelings of anyone that was hurt by me in order to save face. So instead, I would like to take this opportunity to publicly share some of the parts of my private life with everybody. It is not in part, it's not a part of my life that I am proud of, but I'm taking responsibility for it today. Today, I must take responsibility for the way I behaved in the past and will do that right now. I'm sure you are all aware several years and all in a very short period of time, a lot of things changed in my life. The dick flip went viral. I started traveling in the world, living a rock and roll lifestyle. I came into contact with a lot of people, including women. And truth is, I did not always treat people with respect and acknowledge. And I will acknowledge that it was possible that I, would, I persuade people that, that I thought were interested in me and invaded their personal space to make them feel uncomfortable. and made them feel uncomfortable in the process. Nearly two years ago, my ex-wife and I were were separated. The separation impacted me greatly. I began to reflect on the person I have, I had been previous to it, and the person I wanted to be. During that self-reflection, I was not proud of what I saw. As a result, I entered counseling in October 2018, and still attend every day, every week, sorry, to this very day. I have been on prescription medications. I have worked every day for nearly two years to be the person that respects not only the, the people's boundaries but people's but respects people um god damn it sorry my owl if you feel that you were were a person that i did not treat respect i apologize Aside from this post, I've been reaching out to some people involved and had positive interactions and started the healing process. I have worked hard to make wrestling a safe and welcoming place for everyone. I will make make up for my shortcomings in the past from of the past by working harder in the future to continue to do that. With all the different social media movements happening right now, we need to take this opportunity to listen, learn, and continue to strive every day to do better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was Joy Ryan on June twenty first, twenty twenty. Uh, since releasing that statement, he's deactivated his Twitter account, his Instagram account, his Facebook account, as well as um, Bar Wrestling. 
Yes, Bar Wrestling has uh, officially folded um, basically the same day that, all, that he sent out that statement. Um, somebody called the uh, bar that they were... So apparently, uh, word was going around that in the, around the beginning of July, they were going to do some no-fan shows, just so that way they can you know keep up the momentum that they had before the whole COVID uh, thing started. And uh, somebody had called the bar asking about what was going to happen with Bar Wrestling, or to even just you know, let, make them aware of the allegations and stuff that's going on. And they had already said that they had cut ties with bar wrestling, uh, that, you know, if there was going to be a show that they weren't going to lo- allow it to be there. Yeah. Um, and so bar wrestling has now folded and I had posted this on Twitter. I had retweeted it to the, to the podcast Twitter too. Um, and I'll read it refer, uh, verbatim just so that way I don't like miss out on anything that I said, because I think I'll, I said it more eloquently there than I will right now. Um, one second. Yeah, we're super professional. Uh, Joey Ryan's <laughs> lack of respect not only hurt the victims, but his coworkers and other wrestlers who had and could have benefited from bar wrestling. The victims are obviously the biggest priority, but the actions of the abuser always have a ripple effect. These men, especially those in positions of power, should always be held accountable because they have the ability to hurt so many people. And it is a damn shame. Um, like, I mean, it's it's always you should always be a good person no matter what. Um, you should always do, like, you could. You should always be able to do whatever you want as long as it doesn't hurt anybody, whether it be mentally, physically, or emotionally. And um, I think he let everybody down. And like I said, or like I said, you know, initially, like, or like I said in the tweet, the party of the victim comes first, but he did have an obligation to a lot of indie wrestlers up and coming and just, you know, bigger indie wrestlers uh, to give them a platform where they could have been shown and give the fans a good time. But he failed everybody in the wrestling community by doing what he did. And I think uh, he should feel ashamed. I think whatever comes to him, um, you know, he, he gets, he gets whatever comes to him because of this. And I just, it, it sucks. It sucks for everybody involved. It really does. I mean, it sucks for everybody involved. Um, again, it, it, as a as a influencer in the industry, you know, you expect better of these people. Mm. Um, yeah, following that, um, following that announcement. Impact Wrestling announced that Joey Ryan, Joey Ryan has been released, uh, as well as uh, as well as David Christ. Uh, Chris or Christ? Uh, Chris. And then, um, if I'm not mistaken, Michael Elgin has been suspended. Yeah, Michael Elgin is is suspended, uh, and that uh, that signing has always been controversial from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and even when he was still just mostly in New Japan, uh, there's always been allegations against them. But now Impact is finally doing something. And, you know, I don't think they said that. I mean, they just said he was suspended. Um, and his suspension might not be as severe as the one that AEW uh, placed on Sammy Guevara. Uh, so we're going to lead into that right now. Um, so apparently in 2016. Sammy Guevara was on a podcast with somebody who apparently is really sketch. I've never heard of this dude, but 
Apparently, he's really sketch himself. And um, the topic of Sammy Guevara getting a tryout for NXT uh, came up. And I guess he had seen Sasha Banks at the PC. And when he had seen her, he made a really disgusting comment about wanting to do something to her, like, once he'd seen her in, like, you know, up close in person. And I don't know exactly, I don't remember exactly how it came up. Oh, so, uh, Sasha and Bailey won the Raw, I mean, the women, the WWE Women's Tag Team titles, and Sasha had posted up a picture of them two with their belts, and they said, we're better than the sex gods, which are Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. And I think it was Jericho or Sammy who had posted up a picture of Hunter and Young Ricochet and just been like, I don't like, oh, like these are the exact same pictures, making it seem like straight in, uh, Ricochet as a young dude with his hair straight and looked exactly like Sasha, Sasha Banks, Banks. Yeah. Um, currently. And a lot of people tw- uh, took that tweet, as it should, as like, uh, you know, like that's fucked up. Uh, that's kind of that's really fucked up. And they, some people did some digging and found that uh, found that clip. Uh, and obviously that clip made the rounds, uh, and it got back to AEW, and AEW then uh, well, released first, a statement. First, Sammy Guevara issued an apology, um, saying, "I made a stupid, inappropriate, and extremely offensive comments in my past." In my idiotic mind, I thought I was being funny using words and terms that represent nothing but horror and pain. I am truly sorry for my hurtful words and actions, and I will never forgive myself. Um, I also I also want to apologize to Sasha Banks for my uncomfortable comments. She is an amazing person who didn't deserve to be the brunt of my mis- of my offensive remarks. I spoke to her earlier. She helped me learn a gigantic lesson, and I thank her for that. Once again, I'm sincerely sorry. Um, Sasha Banks also, also within that same time frame, replied, and of course my web browser. I don't know, I just don't open up Twitter. I sent the same tweet to you. Yeah, I don't understand why you don't do that either. Uh, here, Sasha, I have it. Yeah. Sasha Banks released a statement as well, uh, stating, I... Earlier, I spoke with Sammy. He apologized, and we had an open discussion. Words like the comments he made, jokingly or not, have absolutely no place in our society. I don't condone or tolerate this kind of behavior. What one thinks is just a side comment can have a massive impact on someone's, someone else's life. And it sends the, the wrong message. We have, been, we have to hold ourselves accountable for our actions and the words that we say. I hope the situation shows in that. I hope from this point on, order in order for growth and change within our community to take place, we all continue to have these conversations. No pers- person, man, woman, or child should ever be subject to feeling, feeling of fear and unsafe environment. We all have to do better, not just for ourselves, but for generations to come. So... Following that, oh, she so they both posted. Yeah, both they both uh, posted their own statements about the whole situation, yeah. and then AEW released their own uh, their own statement. And I'm not really gonna read the whole message, uh, but the gist of it is, 
is that they suspended Sammy Guevara indefinitely and without pay. Yep. And they also have also sent him to sensitivity training in order to understand, you know, make, you know, the gravity of the situation of what he did and what he said. And of course, it's four years later and he's changed as a person, but who knows, maybe, as I don't watch his blog, I don't understand. I don't know if he's like, if he tries to be that edgy kid or whatever still or whatever. But um, uh, I, mean, yeah, I, think it yeah. is, I think it is important for him to do that regardless. And they make a lot of people do that kind of stuff. His vlog is kind of, you know, immature humor. Yeah. Um, where do we go from here? Because it's... It's... it's uh, It's a lot of cringe. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a shit ton of stuff. Um, obviously, uh, the blonde girl who was with Joy Ryan, uh, you know, released a statement also saying that she's mortified and she had no idea uh, about any of the stuff that's gone on uh, with Joy Ryan. Um, and, you know, Sammy Guevara, I don't think he's going to be necessarily erased from anything. I'm sure just like, with Jimmy Havoc, they're going to try to work on him instead of just, like, they already, well, they already showed that, like, you know, he will be punished because he's getting suspended without pay, and but they're also trying to help him mm-hmm. by sending him to sensitivity training and just getting, you know, counseling to understand what the fuck he did wrong and why you should never do that. Um, One of the nice things I do like that AEW is doing is they're donating his salary while he's suspended to uh, two women's shelters in Jacksonville. Yeah. That's right. I totally forgot about that part. Uh, they are doing that, and I think that's a really good move on them. Uh, it's a move that many people are doing uh, to show that they don't want to, that they're not letting these people benefit from the from the pain uh, that women have received from these people or saying things. Like, I think we talked about this a while ago. Um, our favorite director, Kevin Smith, when the whole Harvey Weinstein situation uh, came about, he was still getting royalty checks um, from some of his movies from the Weinsteins. Yeah. And so um, when he found out, you know, and everything became, uh, became public, he uh, donated any of the royalty checks that he gets to women's shelters in Los Angeles um, because he can't be benefiting still off of Harvey Weinstein or anybody that uh, has, has hurt people like this. And I think that's, that's really important. And I think it's really important for people to know that, like, and to remember that, like, you don't always know what everybody does in their life. And I'm not saying this in, I'm saying this for both the positive and the negative. Positively, you don't know what people are doing with their money. Well, you know, you would hope they're doing good things, but you never know. And not, not everybody needs to always, like, um, you know, talk about what they're doing with their money. Uh, the negative being that nobody knows knows what exactly people are doing uh if they're hurting other people or not uh, okay. we're gonna we're gonna look in the case of joey ryan right now because um being the elite they are scrubbing joey ryan out of all the being the elite episodes um and unfortunately uh close to all in joey ryan was a big part of that because of his rivalry with hangman page yeah um, but uh, but started starting Monday, I think they began deleting some a lot of the episodes that he was in, and they, with the so, they're slowly gonna re starting with the funeral up until then up until now. Well, no, they yeah, 
No, one ninety nine. One ninety nine was the first one they posted up. Yeah. So well, they no, started. They, restart- well, they deleted the funeral one. They deleted the funeral one. One oh nine. And then they deleted a bunch of other ones that he was in. Yeah. Because they're gonna re-upload them and they're gonna re-upload them without Joey Ryan. Um. And so, you know, a lot of people are calling on the Bucks as just being like, how did you not know? Or like, even like, you know, Kenny Omega or even Hangman Page. And maybe that's the reason why he, uh, Hangman Page, we just found out deleted his Twitter. Um, yeah. But, you know, they don't know what everybody's up to. They know their own actions and then they know some of their friends' actions. But you would hope whenever you hang out with somebody that you hope that they're the best person that they can be, that they're not hurting anybody because Lord knows you wouldn't. You always no, hope think, that people are the best version of, of themselves. Yeah. But you can't police everybody, unfortunately. Like, you never know the aspects of everybody's life, unfortunately. Or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. Because, you know, it's just, I think it, and especially, like, um, with all this speaking out stuff, I see a lot of people calling on, like, Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes. And Brandy Rhodes said, something about it i think either yesterday or the day before randy rose has speaking on has spoken on her um on her own um incidents that happened when she left skating and like around the time of her first year of pro wrestling um and so you know she herself is a victim as well and like she's spoken out about it before but just there wasn't the audience that there is now for it um, but people are calling on uh, Cody and Brandy Rhodes to speak on this stuff because they are, uh, you know, founders of a, pro, of a wrestling organization. But you also have to remember that they are founders of a pro wrestling, organi- pro wrestling organization and probably, arguably, the, se- the second most popular pro, uh, pro wrestling organization there is right now. Um, and they do have obligations. And whether it be just regular business stuff or even just figuring out how to navigate what they're going to do with their own wrestlers or their own staff that have been accused of these things. Um, because I, I literally, I see people being like, why are you guys being so quiet? Why, well, they're working. Like, just because you have the time to be on Twitter so much doesn't mean that they do. Like, they will make whatever statements they will make in, t- in due time. But, I mean, if you want them to commit to change, like, they have to start working on it off the screen, too. Yep. Um. So I think that's also important to, to kind of throw out there. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, to change gears a bit, because I mean, there are there's as the days go on, we're gonna get a lot more a lot more stories out of speaking out. Um, but kind of tend to switch gears a little bit. Speaking of canceling, guess what was canceled? Uh, what was canceled? WWE backstage. Oh yeah, that's right. WWE backstage got canceled, and obviously because they've had really—I sh- mean, they've had low viewership since their second episode. And like when CM Punk came back or came to WWE backstage, you know that was a good spike, but like he wasn't on it every day. Like, yeah, and that's what people wanted. Like the only time you would see a spike in their ratings is every time he was on there. But even then, like, the more he was on there, like, the spike got lower. Like, it wasn't as big as his initial, like, debut or, like, you know, the first show he was actually advertised for. Um, 
Speaking of WWE's news, there's some breaking news right now. Hmm. Uh, and this is coming from, uh, this is being reported from Russell Talk right now. Oh, fuck. Uh, several people in WWE test positive for COVID-19. I'm sorry, go on. It's being reported that several people in WWE, including in-ring talent, have tested positive for COVID-19 after tests were held by the company recently. Pro Wrestling Sheet reports at least three people were at, who were at the Performance Center recently have received positive test results this week. Further testing will be reportedly done to ensure the virus hasn't spread any further. WWE hadn't even be, been testing for the virus prior to last Monday when a developmental talent tested positive. It's unclear right now how many of the positive tests were for entering talent. No more details are known at this time. These motherfuckers have been running shows without testing people, only doing temperature checks, Yeah, you know, not really wearing masks or anything like that, and they've had the audience... But even then, even recently, I think we, I don't remember if we spoke about this last time, but they started letting friends and family in the audience, friends and family wrestlers in the audience, which is one of the most stupidest moves because you're trying, you're supposedly keeping people safe by keeping them, by using, you know, the NXT trainees and using the whole glass barrier. But the whole glass barrier is meaningless if you're bringing people that are outside of your, of, you know, your jurisdiction, essentially, like people that you can't control because you don't know where these motherfuckers have been so not all, not only are you doubling down on the fuck you card of like oh well we have, we'll have an audience too you're doubling down on the fact that you're gonna get these people sick which obviously you fucking have yeah um and wwe isn't the only people that are dealing with this um john moxley has been pulled from tonight's dynamite because he uh may have possibly been exposed to COVID 19 uh tony khan just posted up on his twitter recently john moxley had a contact with someone who had contact with someone who has COVID-19, so he didn't even have direct contact. He had contact with the contact of a person. Mox did the right thing and warned us. Doc asked him to stay home and get tested to protect us here at, at our test site. Cage will be in action tonight on AEW Dynamite ahead of the title fight. So, in a sense, it's great on Moxie for being responsible as the champion, uh, because that's what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be the role model and set the standard for the company. So good on him for warning them, but also, this doesn't really necessarily... Um, isn't a bad thing because I mean, one, he'll get tested for sure. And I'm sure Renee Young is getting tested as well. Correct. Um, two. Now that makes um, me think um, if the contact of the uh, contact. Hold on. Two, he is not going to be, he's still going to make his title because even if like, I get, you know, who knows if he gets it, but like they'll have enough time to quarantine for the two weeks. Yeah. And plus his title match wasn't even going to be for the first night of fire fest. Fire fest. Yeah. It was going to be always going to be the second night. Yeah. It's the main event. Yeah. It's the main event. But now that gets me thinking, if the contact of the contact that had COVID-19, that, in my mind, puts, puts it as someone that Renee Young was in close contact with. I mean, but, okay, but that's just speculation. We don't know if it was yeah. Renee Young. Yeah. yeah. That's just me speculating. That's, uh, just want to you know, make sure I put that out there. That's just me speculating. Yeah, because who knows, like, who knows if, you know, Renee even had contact. Again, it's contact of contact. So, like, yeah. It could have been somebody that worked around Renee. And then after, like, it's, it's almost like getting herpes. And I've never dealt with herpes, so please, Donald, lead us through what happens when you get herpes. <laughs> you. <laughs> from, what I, of, 
from what I understand, you're supposed to always go back and think of every single person that you've been in contact with, whether you were in contact with them yeah. for a long enough time or not. By the so, way, did you see did you see those COVID nineteen exposures on your phone? No. Okay, so not to diverge too much from wrestling because, but this has this is still like this is around the subject topical. Um, and I looked on my phone. It's true. If you look on your because you have well, you have an iPhone, right? Yeah. You're looking under uh, settings, general privacy and health. There's a little thing where you can um, turn so, on, and it'll show you if you come in contact with somebody that has COVID-19, and it'll ping you if you've been around somebody that's been exposed or have been around somebody that's been exposed to COVID-19, and it'll tell you for how long. Like if you've been around them for like I think 15 minutes, it'll tell you might have been exposed to COVID-19. Really. Yeah, and apparently it's been on our phones for the past month. Um, and I, somebody had uh, somebody had uh, oh yeah, COVID, leading, COVID yeah. exposure. Jeez, somebody had uh, tipped me off to it. And uh, first off, you have to turn it on by yourself, so it's not like automatically on. And second, I think it works with like another app, so you have to have another sort of app um, in yeah, order for you, it to work. Yeah. yeah. It looks- it says no. And because because there are some states and counties that are are that are trying to forego this so that way they don't have to use it so that way the state themselves are looking at the records of who has been exposed and who are using these logs because other than that um, Apple and Android are saying that these logs only go to state health officials or national health officials I trust and that Apple a little bit more than Google And then apparently so so apparently the way this works is that like you turn it on and it's you get like a, essentially like a numeric ID number, yeah. and every I think twenty four hours that ID changes, so that way nobody can figure out that it's yeah. you. Like it doesn't give you it doesn't give up personal information, but you're still going around hoping that somebody not only has turned this on, but they've also turned on their Bluetooth, so that way they you know their each other's phones can notify you if you've been in contact and for how long. The weird thing is, and I guess. It, which is also a good thing. It's a double-edged sword. Is that it'll tell you if you've been, uh, if you've been exposed to COVID nineteen, but it doesn't tell you where or what time. Yeah, it just tells you you've been exposed, so you'd have to do all that detective work on your fucking own, which I don't understand. It's just like, okay, why don't you just straight up tell me where the fuck I was? Um, but I'll, that also could lead to a lot of trouble. But who the fuck knows? But speaking of uh, COVID-19, QT Marshall is also looking off of today's show because of uh, coming into contact with someone who has COVID-19. Uh, uh, repeat that, please. I'm sorry. So I said uh, QT Marshall is also being taken off the show tonight because of because of being in contact with someone with COVID-19. Yeah, um, it was supposed to be the SCU versus... Um, fuck, who was it? It was supposed to be SEU versus, or sorry, no, not SEU. It was supposed, it was supposed to be FTR, FTR versus, versus the national. Yeah, and national now it's going to be FTR versus SEU, which I'm, I think I'm a little more excited for. SEU versus FTR, which, yeah, that's a good match. SEU has been one of the most popular tag teams um, within the past two years. Uh, they really built themselves up, so them versus FTR is going to be really good until we see the Jacksons versus uh, FTR. Yeah. Um, yeah. QT Marshall be in contact with a non-wrestling acquaintance. Um, so, like I said earlier, Gammon Alley. Um, 
Uh, oh yeah, so Ricky Starks got signed to Dynamite or to TNT. I mean, to yeah. fucking TNT. To fucking uh, AEW. AEW. Uh, he was the surprise challenger um, for Cody's TNT Championship last and week. He had a, and he had a hell of a showing. Yeah, it was a really good match. Um, he's from NWA, yeah. Yeah, he's from NWA. Yeah, he's a Texas native. Um, not, not, not the, not the rap group. Just so we're clear. Yeah, no, he has no affiliation to Ice Cube or Dr. Dre or any any other. Um, Rapper with attitude. Um, so got Warlow versus Luchasaurus for tonight on AEW. Yeah, and then it's Brandy. It's Brandy Rhodes' birthday. Yesterday was Brandy Rhodes' birthday. Hey, um, happy birthday, Brandy! If Brandy wants to come and be my wife or be Don's wife, so that way we can meet Cody or something. Or... Actually, no, I'd rather meet Pharaoh more than anybody. Yeah, I'd rather meet Pharaoh. I love Cody, but Pharaoh. Pharaoh doesn't have a neck tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. So, quick subject I want to talk about real quick. Um, you know, recently Paul Heyman was relieved of creative control from from Raw. Uh. Um, and it's being reported that. You know, WWE no longer wants to build stars on Raw. Which, mm-hmm. if you saw this past, the past two weeks pretty much of uh, Raw, you could definitely say, yeah, they're definitely going that, that route. Uh, you know, with, you know, comebacks from Christian, Big Show, uh, Ric Flair. Randy Orton. Yeah. Like... It's definitely not. Yeah, they're using all the the big uh, star names that they have. Yeah. It's definitely looking like they don't want to build stars anymore, uh, which is kind of sad because apparently, a or sorry, USA was on the high hopes of you know WWE pushing newer talents. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too fond of that, especially if you look at like things like so less. This past Monday, there was a Liv Morgan versus Natalia, Natalia match, which they only showed about a minute of it. And, you know, Liv Morgan kind of shot on WWE about editing, like, her match down to basically a minute. Uh-huh. And you also look at other things, like, so, for example, during the Paul Heyman era, Typically, matches were give or take about twenty minutes or so. Like he want to get, he would pretty much give those younger talents, you know, the room to showcase what they got. Uh-huh. And now, like no matter, like this past Friday, there wasn't a match that lasted more than ten minutes. So you're seeing kind of that direction the words are going, and I, to be perfectly honest, I think it's stupid. Yeah. Um... And again, like, it's really hard to judge how over younger talent is getting when you don't have a genuine reaction. Yeah. Because this is, I mean, this is the, with, I'm sure, like, without having to not show people because of, you know, of getting sick or whatever, or people not wanting to travel because of, you know, you know, general health concerns. This is the perfect scenario for events because he can do whatever he want. He can control the reactions because 
you know, it's not what the fans want. It's what his, whatever, it's whatever his vision is. Um, and it's just very short-sighted and very, uh, it's, just, it's, it's just very close-minded of him to just be like, you know, oh, this is, I know what the fans want. This is what it is. It's like, bitch, no, it's not. Like, we want to see younger people. Like, again, this is feeling exactly like WCW. Like, you know, you have all your older stars coming in trying to make it feel like you've never seen them before or, you know, you really want to push that star power, but, like, you know, you have, they had Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio that they never really pushed, Guerrero and stuff like that, but, like, yeah. same thing here. You're not, you know, you have Aleister, you have Aleister fucking Black. Aleister fucking Black is one of the most talented individuals I've ever seen in NXT and on the main roster. You have Apollo Crews. You have, you know, so many fucking people that you can utilize and yeah, that you can start building on. You have Shayna Baszler. You have all these people working with all you that could work with all these veterans, and you can use them to build up, you know, build, you know, build up their story, build up their credibility. But no, you're going back to let's see fucking Randy Orton versus Big Show for the fucking like a billionth time. We're gonna have Randy Orton versus Big Show at Extreme Rules, which is a match that took place back in 2012 uh-huh. at Extreme Rules. So eight years later, for some reason, we're getting a rematch. But why? I don't understand yeah. it. Why? I don't get it either. I, no, why'd I you bring why'd you bring Christian back for him to be low blowed by a fucking ninety seven year old? Like and it's no offense on Rick Flair's age, but I mean Rick Flair has literally been in wrestling for fucking ever. There's absolutely no reason um, for Rick Flair. We get it, it's fucking Rick Flair. Like there's there's a better way that you could use Rick Flair than to than to like pair him with Randy Orman's a really big up and coming. Yeah. Um, that really needs the Ric Flair shine. No, he fucking doesn't. No. He you doesn't. could literally you could pair Ric Flair with the Street Profits. Yeah. You could pair Ric Flair with like Drew McIntyre. You can pair Ric Flair with You could work pair Ric Flair with Bobby Roode. And like I don't know. Who's, who's, Bobby Roode. Yeah. You, could, you could pair Ric Flair. You froze up with there. Chad Gable to give him a better character. Yeah. You can give Ric Flair to Chad Gable to give him a better personality. You yeah. can give him a better gimmick other than whatever the fucking shit Shorty G is. Like, there's so many ways you could use Ric Flair, but you're choosing to use him with not only Randy Orton, or you're choosing to use him with Christian and the big show. Who knows where the fuck, where the fuck that goes? There, like, it's just... Raw has so many great talents. Like, well, WWE in general has so many great talents. This is so and, stupid. That aren't being utilized. So, for example, yeah. when was the last time we saw Shayna Baszler? Um, Money in the Bank. When was the last time we saw Bianca Belair? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and apparently Creative has nothing for her, not even to be valet to uh, Montez and Ford. But, I mean... Uh, she shouldn't be even be used just for that, anyways. Yeah. And like, and you know, it's also stupid. And I guess like it's not that bad, but it's stupid they did it in the first place. They put uh, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan back together, but for some reason, you know, they broke up the Wyatt squad, and then there was absolutely no payoff to any of that at Elimination Chamber, and then they let go of Sarah Logan. Yeah. So like, what was the whole point of breaking? What was the whole point of breaking them up just to have Morgan and Riot come back together? And I mean, uh, Sarah Logan announced that she's in 
done with wrestling indefinitely. Yeah. So, wasted opportunities. Yeah, and I, I think I've said before, Sarah Logan is a person that, like, I'm sure she had a really great personality. I'm sure she had a lot of great character. It's just something that I never really got a chance to see in WWE. Um, and that's really unfortunate because I'm sure she is a wonderful person and a wonderful uh, wrestler. Um, but I think this is just absolutely ridiculous. And again, this is the reason why I don't really care to watch WWE right now because it's all stale. It's all boring. It's all just something that I don't like. It doesn't matter if I miss it or not. It feels like WWE uh, circa 2011 to 2013. Like it just doesn't really matter. Yep. Like there's nothing of consequence. There's nothing. There's no stakes. You know, there's nothing for me to feel like, oh, I really need to watch this. I mean, like, even NXT, NXT, like, I, I feel bad for missing sometimes, but, like, there's not enough there to keep me engaged. nothing really worth me for watching. There's nothing worth me watching for. Yeah. And, you know, it's only two hours. I mean, that's fine. But, like, you know, you have, well, compared to EW, because that's what everybody's doing. You know, you have Cody with the TNT Championship. He has an open challenge. Okay, who is it going to be? Like, you have that intrigue of, like, okay, it could be anybody from AEW, but it could also be somebody from outside. You have the intrigue of, okay, who's the Dark Order going to recruit now? Like, is Colt going to join? Is yeah, Colt going or, to join the Colt? And they also recruited their first female. Yeah. So who knows how they're going to do that, too? Because you, you might have... Uh, a group of females fighting against the Dark Order as well. And you know what? That could I, I highly doubt they're going to do it, but it would be interesting to see them do an intergender uh, blood and guts match. That would be awesome. You have three men, two women on each side, ten people. Like, how awesome would that be? That would I know be they're awesome. not going to do it, but it's just an, it's just an idea. Yeah. You can go that route. Or you have you know, you have Hangman Page and, and, and Kenny Omega as your tag team champions. They're Them in and of themselves are ridiculously entertaining, but you have their um, their dynamic, which was first strained, but now kind of coming back together. You want to see what happens with them. You have FTR, one of the, you know, the most underutilized tag teams that was uh, in WWE, now on AEW, and actually being able to show off what they can do. And you know what? Who was also I was also really impressed by last week was the the Butcher and the Blade. Yeah, the Butcher and the Blade and FTR was a really good match, and I think like you know you don't get to see a lot of good tag team wrestling in WWE. Uh, By the way, when did Butcher and the Blade become hipsters? You you, you cut out what happened? I said when did Butcher and the Blade become hipsters? Um, when COVID started. Okay. Because all of them left, and then Allie came back first, and she, she came back, like, I think, like, a week or two before Butcher and the Blade did, and she started doing that thing with QT, and then, yeah, because she was doing that thing with QT when they were still in, doing their tapings in Georgia. Okay. And then but- Butcher and the Blade came back all in white for some reason. Yeah. They look like fucking Where's Waldo. Um, <laughs> you know, and you know what? And just going off of the major players... Joey Janela and Sunny Kiss. Yeah. 
They are two very interesting characters. Janelle, obviously, you've probably seen a lot of if you followed indie wrestling for at least the past couple of years. Uh, Sunny Kiss is somebody that I didn't hear of or wasn't even aware that existed until uh, the very first Double or Nothing. And that person, he's always captured my attention. And so just seeing those two dynamics come together to be a tag team is actually really great. If you had caught their latest, uh, uh, this is the June 23rd edition of Dark, you saw them in tag team action, and they even had like a really neat oh, double team finisher. Where, uh, sorry, they have a really like unique uh, tag team finisher where uh, Janelle gets one person up in a fireman's carry, and then uh, Sunny kisses up on the top rope. He steps over Janela and pretty much does a split from the top rope onto the first opponent, and then Janela delivers a DVD to the second opponent. And like, how often would you see something like that? It looked like it hurt. I, I'd be so scared of tearing something, but like that was interesting. It, is. it was unique. It's very but like it's just... very unique, and I think that's what's like. I mean, we're gonna get we're gonna get so much shit like, oh, you guys are doing more for AEW, but like they're putting on a better product. They're, they're giving us something that you don't see every day. Yeah. Like they're they're not consistently like oh this is the person that like we're not going to dedicate like three minutes to this thing. We have all this other talent that we could focus on too because we want to give you like a little smorgasbord, a little like a like a like a flight of all these talents for you to sample because they're they are all talented and unique in their own ways. Whereas like what well, on WWE we're always seeing fucking uh, Strowman. Or, you know, God forbid we'd hear from Paul Heyman about Lesnar every single fucking week. Yeah. You know, I think the only consistent... No, not, not, not Lesnar, the Beast Incarnate. The only, like, consistent thing AEW really brings up is Cody and then maybe Brody Lee. But yeah. even then, we don't really hear often that often from Brody Lee. Or even Moxley. Yeah. Like, Moxley isn't always a part of the show. Like, they'll do maybe, like, a vignette. But, like, it's not like, oh, like, we're going to hear from Moxley at the top of the hour, in the middle of the hour, the beginning of the hour. Like, no. Yeah, we don't get four different segments of Mox. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But... We don't get a fucking, like, hour segment of Taz talking about Brian Cage. Yeah. Like. Right. All right. I think this is going to do it for this episode. Yeah, we talked a lot about some shit, and we bitched a lot about some shit. So I think that my my throat hurts now. I mean, that's various reasons, that's but most of this. <laughs> it's not the only reason why your throat hurts. Listen, all right, we're cousins. We can't speak about that. I don't know why you do this to me. I don't know. Understand? Like this is like I've said before. This is an Alabama. All right. Uh, where can they find you, good sir? I am pending two fifty seven on Twitter. You. And of course, TNDW Pod on Twitter as well. TNDW Podcast. Oh, Sorry, uh, I am at pending two fifty seven on Twitter and TNDW Podcast on Twitter as well. So that's Bendehoing two fifty seven. Um, you can find me E L D O N B R U J O pretty much on every platform. Um, and again, you can also find me on the on the Natural Wrestling. Natural Disasters of Wrestling podcast Twitter at TDNW podcast. Look, I said that without looking at my phone. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, because your phone crashed. The Twitter <laughs> crashed. So we're calling this an episode? Yeah, it was a kind of a fucking disaster.